What's so funny? I just don't. I don't really know what you want. Well, so <laughs> I know what we're doing here. Well, I wanted to talk about. It's John. It's John. Gluten is not your problem. Conversations with culinary chameleon, modern day renaissance man, and my friend Walter Schmidt. Join us for insights, musings, and rants on food culture, life, the universe, and more. Please enjoy. How was your sandwich? Uh, only mildly upsetting. <laughs> Why only mildly upsetting? What well, was... you know, when you order a sandwich and you ask, they say, what kind of bread? You say, dark rye. Mm-hmm. And they give it to you on marble rye. It's marble not, is not dark. It's not. It has some dark in it, but I feel like they should say, oh, I'm sorry, sir, we're out of that. Do you have this? Because I would have rather just had it on sourdough. You know, I don't like marble rye. I don't like caraway seeds. I don't like that kind of crap. They don't usually put caraway seeds in dark rye. They don't? What they makes don't. that's what makes rye rye. No, it's not. It's rye flour makes rye rye. Caraway is caraway. Rye is rye. Are you sure? I'm hundred percent positive. So like me. when you get Russian rye or Jewish rye, those are caraways. Yeah. You know the loaf, the weird sort of round the Is loaf caraway loaf? the same thing as rye? I don't know. Is I... it like garbanzo and chickpea? Like they're the same animal, they're just different names for some reason? I don't know. Why are we calling those two different things? Garbanzo beans and chickpeas. I think maybe because somebody had difficulties pronouncing garbanzo many yeah. years ago. I don't know. I don't know. It's possible, I guess. Um, so the, the, the sandwich was only mildly upsetting? Well, just because of that, and there was no mustard. I, I mean, I don't like mustard that much. I like a very tiny amount of mustard, so mm-hmm. no mustard is better than too much mustard. But I had asked for like a little bit of mustard. And you got a lot. I got zero. You got zero. Right. So it's... Only mildly disappointing. It's not. I'm not angry about the sandwich. It was great. I just ate it. I just finished it. I'm still picking fucking caraway seeds out of my teeth. But mm-hmm. I like the car- I like caraway. I mean, I like the rye bread. And then you get carried away. You get carried away. They got carried away. <laughs> um. So, but I'm almost certain dark rye has caraway. We're gonna nope. have to. I've got a loaf in my fridge right now. I'll show it to you. No or... caraway seeds. All right. Well, it's a seedless loaf of black rye. Bring it over next time. Yeah. You bring it to the studio it's and we'll talk. Yeah, dark rye is the best bread for sandwiches. Um, for sandwiches. So it was a mildly disappointing sandwich. That's it. Um, but you had an amazing dinner last night. I did. I, I did. I did. Yeah. Um, I, I, I took a friend of mine to um, Layla, you know, the new MacArthur Place mm-hmm. spot, the new hot spot in town. Yes. Our direct competitor at the Fairmont, of course, you know. How did they do? Knocked it out of the park, of course. There was no management to speak of, but, you know, kind of shows how useless managers are. I'm sorry out there if you're a manager listening. My managers have all told me they don't, they won't listen to this podcast. They shouldn't. They, they tell me all the time, they're like, Walter, I, I have to listen to you every day. <laughs> like, why would I want well, to do this on my day off or my off time is listen to you <laughs> kvetch about shit. No, they don't have any interest in this. But, yeah, there was no management. This, but, yeah, there was the staff was awesome. Mm-hmm. And very knowledgeable what makes somebody go into restaurant management do you think oh you just get tired of working i guess (laughs) you know and the money is not really that big a deal at that point when you get to that point where your back is hurt and you just can't schlep you know you can't lift kegs and plates yeah and you're just kind of like oh i'm too old for this too tired for this so you just want to sit in the office and write schedules and come out and apologize to people for a living and that's just kind of what you decide you're gonna do but would you say i mean I've worked with some exceptional managers Man, before. I've been an exceptional manager Oh, before. have you? <laughs> <laughs> I like to think so. I'm sure my people hated me. But. Uh-huh. But, but it wasn't about... So an exceptional manager is not always somebody who's liked. Correct. I, don't, I didn't like always... A, the exceptional ones, I didn't always like them. Correct. Yeah. But I've worked you're with You're not some, their friend. It's not, you know, happy fun time, but... You're there for them, you, you know, you get the schedule right for them, and, you know, they, you deal with all their crazy shit, you know, they... You know, the personal problems, they sit down in the office and you listen to them and you work around, you know, their the deaths in the families and you kind of make their schedule work for them and provide them training things, you know, so mm-hmm. that they can excel and move into different positions that they're interested in. You know, barbacks all want to be bartenders, but I mean, I used to make my kids at Hula Hula do book reports for me on Tiki before I would give them a shift <laughs> and they hated me, but 
I mean, if you go to Hula Hula and you talk to Ian or, you know, Heather, Heather's like a bartender now, or she's like one of the managers there now. And it's like, that girl knows her shit. I mean, she probably knows more than I do. Hmm. Well, I think it's important. I mean, those things, I mean, that's what it, what a good manager does is teaches you. Mm-hmm. And, um, I, and supports and yeah. supports. And I, you know, I always look at my, one of my mentors, Treg Finney, yeah. who I know you, you did not, you only worked with him a brief period and you, you guys, he was kind of an asshole to you. <laughs> yeah. Like I don't, I, well, the, all this buildup, you know, cause I never actually worked with him. Like I would come in after he left to his little projects. Like uh-huh. I came into the Balmar as a, as a bar back, you know, after he left and everyone's like, Oh, Treg this, Treg that, this is how he taught us. And you guys were on point. Like you're the original team in there. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, you and Nabil and Joe and I mean like some Joey, really, yeah, Mandy. Joey and Mandy, like really knowledgeable, fast, good, clean, you know, clean as you go. Like just like, a team staff all the way around and then that second generation of schmucks that got trained like i don't know something got lost in translation but you ended up with like justin and you know kyle bauer and uh, maybe we should delete his last name that i said that but i mean yeah he's probably in prison listening to this right now somewhere <laughs> but it's just like do you know what i'm saying uh-huh. like something got lost in translation so you followed him down here you know, yeah. he came down here for Angel, and then he moved over to the fish store, and you joined up with him at Fish Story, right? And, and you, you came down, and you, you recruited were... me there. But mm-hmm. yeah, my interaction with him was not good. I think he had a lot more on his plate with that. There was that a makes lot. Sense. There was a lot more. Um... I wasn't asking him how to make a mai tai. I was asking him because he had given me a folder, a notebook right. of how you guys made your drinks. And doing my due diligence, I couldn't find the mai tai in there, and mm-hmm. somebody had asked for one. And I was like, okay, so um, how do you make your Mai Tai here? And he just like went up and ripped up a Mai Tai. I'm like, yeah, I mean, I can do that. I could have just, if you just said, do you know how to make a Mai Tai? I would have done it. Mm-hmm. But they were so clear about the recipes being the fish story recipes and not, you know, deviating from that, that I was like, mm-hmm. and it was like my first shift. And basically yeah. what I learned was he hates me and he's a jerk. <laughs> like, it was like, great. Well, terrible first impression. Yes, I could make a Mai Tai blindfolded but whatever i just always appreciated that he could handle his business he was good on the business end but also when it came time to you know move a table Mm -hmm. he'd be the first one there to help move a table yes that is admirable in a manager yes willing to work a willingness to do the job (laughs) or he could step behind the bar and cover a bartender's break Mm -hmm. which i don't i rarely ever see in management is they they steer about as far away from the bar as possible yes they do um and it's appreciated and (laughs) <laughs> and nobody because, because nobody breaks more glassware than a goddamn manager. <laughs> come back there fumbling around, doesn't know where anything is, reaches for one thing, coat sleeve, that blazer sleeve. Dan, knocks Don, a, a Don. row of wine glasses. Wine glasses. Every time you hear that, that sound mm-hmm. of breaking glass, it's like, oh, there must be a manager back here. I, we don't have a bar at the place I work at now, but our manager, he is, he is, um, he's quick. Mm-hmm. He can come in. He he does he does the. Uh, he does the swipe, what do you call it, the discounts or whatever. Mm-hmm. He can fix things on the computer. He runs food. He clears tables. He is supportive. He knows he how to program is, the POS system. He knows how to program it. It's yeah. always it's always up to date. It's always clean. I like ask for buttons and stuff, and I've been getting like, I don't know how to do that for my managers now. Like, <laughs> great. <laughs> can you just let give me the book and let me learn? I'm really sorry. We can't have that kind of access to. Uh, right? Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, I don't know. I and so it's very few and far between. Are there they're good managers? And if you're a good manager and you're listening, please write in. Let yeah. us know. I know they were looking for people at Layla. Yeah. <laughs> so I just um, so it was a good meal. It was great. Yeah. Um, my friend is a, a vegetarian. Mm-hmm. So when I and I I don't know she didn't seem to really understand. She was like, no, go ahead and order whatever you want and. I ordered vegetarian things, mm-hmm. partially because I'd never been to this restaurant. So if we both order as many different things as possible, we can all try all the things. And I didn't want to order something that she couldn't have, you know, because that's kind of unfair. It's not fun. It's not a fun game, then, you know. But also more than that, um, I tend to order, you know, like my sandwich I just had, the turkey on rye. I mean, that's a sandwich I eat all the time. It's a comfort food. It's a comfort sandwich. Mm-hmm. And when I go to a restaurant like Layla, if I'm by myself, I'm going to get the ribeye. Like, I just want to see the ribeye. That's like my Cosmo. You know, that's my litmus test for a good restaurant, if I'm going to like them or not. But when I go with, like, when Tasha was in her vegetarian, she was a vegan for, like, 20 minutes, you know, mm-hmm. of the year. 
Um, but it was like it afforded me the opportunity to order crazy things I would never order, you know. So it pushes my envelope, and so yeah, everything was really tasty. Good, good. I I don't I don't have a problem with you know I'm eat mostly vegetarian these days, but yeah. um, I did have scallop the other night, which was pretty delicious. Just the one. <laughs> I had like one and a half. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What did you do with the other half? <laughs> well, we were sharing it. It was, all, <laughs> okay. it was like a, they were it was a new dish at the restaurant. <laughs> oh, so okay. yeah. <laughs> um half a scallop but uh i don't ever mind if somebody wants to get meat you should get meat walter i mean if that's yeah you don't, i, did, I wasn't worried to... about offending her right. i just i just wanted to be able to us to share Everybody all the things share and i thought yeah if we have like the two apps and the two avatars that's four dishes that we get mm-hmm. to share that's four different things we get to eat mm-hmm. you know rather than right. just like three and then a steak which i know what steak tastes like you know i'll go back and try the ribeye some other time do you think you'll ever be a vegetarian I don't know. Um, I've been feeling my my chest is getting a little tight lately. You know, like Jesus. I mean, yeah. Like um, I last doctor's appointment, she's told me to um, that I needed to uh, what was it? Bread and pasta. I need to cut out bread and pasta. Gluten. That's what's the inflammation. That's my problem. <laughs> no, it's not the gluten. It's the starch. And mm-hmm. she said yes. So you know your your heart's gonna stop. You need to stop. You need to cut this out. You can't have yeah. Okay. And I told her, then what am I supposed to eat? And what did she say? She said, you eat everything else. And I was like, well, sauces, you know, you go in with that bread afterwards and sop up all that sauce. Like, Potato. I'm just going to make a big pot of bolognese and not have pasta in it? Like, that's just, no. What about, like, um, chickpea pasta? They make this thing called bonza. Yeah, she didn't it's... say gluten. She said pasta. So I'm imagining the binding agents, I don't know. Maybe it's all the foods that go with pasta, cream sauces. I think it, you should do another, give I'm, another checkup. I don't know. I don't want to find out that I can't. I'd rather just find out like the day of. The I'm, day that you're going to die <laughs> you're no yes. longer allowed to have pasta? That's Yeah, I don't want to find out like a week before I'm going to die. There's a whole week of like, what, planning? Like I got to pack for this thing? <laughs> what I, am I going to do to stop it? I think there, I mean, I don't know. I don't know if gluten is your problem or not. It's <laughs> it really not. very ironic. <laughs> when, wouldn't it? Here um, lies Walter. Gluten mm, was his only problem. <laughs> he's like, I feel great. I cut out gluten. <laughs> I will never, I will go to my grave. With with the loaf of rye? With, with this business card that says gluten is not my problem on it. <laughs> um, okay, fair enough. I wanted to also, I don't know if you heard this in the news, um, speaking of vegetarians and vegetables. West? Well, I do want to talk about West burgers. <laughs> okay. Yes. Something you know else. What? Let's go. Let's go there. You bring that up. We'll go there. We'll, let's talk about West Burgers. Now, West Burgers was this restaurant up the road. Was was poor guys. Um, and I, I, I there, there's no victory in this for me. No, 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 no. I no. didn't want anything bad to happen to them. No. They gave it the old college try, and it just didn't work out. They have, I guess, the the ownership has like three different restaurants, and they were trying this. Oh, do one they? And, okay, mm-hmm. so they're not destitute. I don't okay, think that's so. Good. I was worried about them. They just were not willing to put any more money into something that wasn't going to make ketchup. Money. They weren't willing to put any money into ketchup. And this was our issue, was that the ketchup was their... their I thought I was going to say them, because when I went... No, it's like some weird organic... Cra- it's not even oh, theirs. It's, it's like some garbage that they bought from somebody. Okay. It's terrible stuff. But I actually went, and maybe they'll, if they ever hear this, which they probably won't, I'm the one. I was going... I went the last couple times to there. Did I tell you this already? No. You shut them down? No, you lunatic. <laughs> no, I I went and I stopped at the little shop around the corner and bought mm-hmm. myself a bottle of ketchup, like real ketchup. And brought it in. Mm-hmm. And what I would eat it say? with my... Nobody ever said anything, but I lived, <laughs> left it on the table. Oh, you left it there? Yeah, of course I did. <laughs> and this kid and his mom came in after me and they accepted it because I sat at the, the long kind of table and they came after me and the kid was like, hey, can I... See that? I was like, absolutely. I passed some ketchup and I left. I left the ketchup there for... For anybody. For anybody. For everybody. Yeah. And I was thinking as I left, I'm like, this place is probably going to make it now. You know, like... Because you dropped a bottle of Heinz 57? (laughs) So that, yeah, people come back. And they're probably like, where did that come from? Right. Do you have any more of this? Like, they probably go up and like, yeah, do you have any more of the regular ketchup? Yeah, this is empty. Can I get some more ketchup? Where did you find that? Or maybe the busboy is like, um... Am I supposed to refill this somewhere? And the boss is like, slaps it out of his hand. Get that <laughs> trash out of here. You're I fired. <laughs> Never say it's... the word Heinz in this <laughs> house again. Right? <laughs> <laughs> well, what offended him so much about good ketchup? 
Mm-hmm. Like just ketchup in general. Anyway, but when, you had something else you wanted to. Well, I mean, I, I just think, well, I subject. think it's I think it's just sad. One, I think it, I think um, I think it's a tough area of town to that, two blocks from a pre-existing hamburger parlor that has been there for decades. Which one is that? Happy Dog. Oh yeah, it's like right there. Yeah, like you can walk from one to the other. And they do hamburgers at the Happy, Happy Dog? Dog. Yeah. Oh, it's a I only got place. hot dogs from there once. It was like I've I didn't never even know they in... had hot dogs. Wait, I have been inside one time. I don't know what I was doing in there. Did I go in there with you? They have Maybe. like a. Do they have an arcade game in there? They do. Yeah, one of those old Namco ones. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, no, I just got to go food a couple of times from there, but mm. um, I don't know. I just think it's well. I mean, it's hard. This whole this little area is difficult to develop. Mm-hmm. Um, there's not a lot of foot traffic well, it because floods. it's a highway. Well, that too. I mean, the night that I went in there with this bottle of ketchup. I was mm-hmm. going to go to a movie afterwards, but I couldn't because there was literally like two feet of water that I had to wade through. And I was trying to like cross the street. I couldn't like the whole, that whole area right there was just, mm-hmm. yeah. So no pedestrian access, um, which is tough for a neighborhood place <laughs> well, with, yeah. with zero parking. With like, zero parking. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's hard all around. So I, I don't know. I, I wish them the best of luck in whatever other endeavors. Yeah. Um, Good luck with your battle against ketchup. Have you speaking of ketchup? What do you, what do you usually eat with ketchup? What is ketchup for? When you for, when you think of ketchup, what is the the what is the perfect pairing French of ketchup? Fries, French fries, perfect. Thank you. That's okay. the answer I wanted. Yeah. So <laughs> do you I, the little bell. <laughs> do I, do I, yes, yeah. you got it. Um, Johnny's got so, a bell out here. We're gonna find out what that's for later. <laughs> <laughs> so, are you aware that there is going to be a French fry shortage this coming year? <laughs> about where do you hear this garbage uh this is on um i don't know that burger news or something that implies no. there's a potato shortage there's a potato shortage potato famine 2.0 is that this is yes this is so because of they're saying poor weather um lots of poor conditions um certain regions of canada have seen their yields drop by much as 18 percent while overall production in the united states is estimated to have dropped just over six percent uh the u.s managed to harvest 85 percent of its crops by the first frost in October. That is incredible. And so this is actually going to tie into something we're going to talk about later also. My next question here. Okay. So did you are you aware of the harsh living conditions on the planet called Mars? I, I don't know. I've never been. There was a whole movie called The Martian. I didn't see it. You didn't see it? No. With Matt Damon. He survives for 18 months by growing potatoes on Mars. Right. Right? Pretty harsh conditions. I feel like the technology is there to grow a potato successfully. We're talking about the law. Lo- well, so and in- we're talking about Earth, which is a very abundant. There's lots of water and nutrients, and not as harsh. So, the, and the, the thing with the French fries and why they're talking—I'm not about- saying that this actually happened, but I'm just—it's a story, right? Right. But go on. Yes. Um, What's happening? Fiction. With the, the so port- we're <laughs> your your argument but is, saying, is the, fictional, well, right? But there's the technology is there to grow hearty potatoes. I, they because they're they're at the whims of the weather. It's been bad weather for potato farmers, and it's been the sizes. So when when McDonald's or whomever buys all the potatoes, they buy a certain size for their French fries. Right. So all of the potatoes that they've been getting have been like really small and mm-hmm. wimpy, and like so there won't be necessarily a potato shortage. I mean, there will be eighteen percent, six percent, whatever. Um, Why but are they not growing these things hydroponically? They should just be pumping out potatoes nonstop. I don't know. I don't know. I have desire. Uh, I'm, I'm just reading you the news. Walter. Is it news? What? So where are you getting this news from? This this is from this uh, a guy named Larry in his mom's basement. Um, writing stuff. The on report comes from Bloomberg and details in length why the domestic output of potatoes will drop six point one percent. The lowest it's been since ten years. Um, basically, they're saying is that the size is you know size matters and that they won't that Yields, potatoes. Yeah. The potatoes will not be big enough to Make a supply fry. all the French fries. So if the potatoes are too small, you nobody. What do you? Does anybody like those little tiny fries in the bottom of the box? Nobody likes those. Well, we all eat them. We all eat them. But we don't <laughs> like them. We're always disappointed, and it's like just because yeah. they're too salty. But right? if that's all there was, if that's if you, you you ever gotten a bag of fries and they don't give you any real ones, it's all just like little shitty ones, and you're like, what the fuck? Like, yeah. that's, that's going to be our future. unacceptable. That's our our future, future is going to be the little shitty fries. Yeah. So, there's that's there's the potatoes are they're going away this year. I mean, maybe next year. That's but not happening. There's going to be a French fry shortage. I don't believe that this is happening. They've been talking about chocolate going away for decades. I remember, like at least over ten years ago, they said 
that the world's chocolate supply would be gone in like three years. And that was like, yeah, that was a long time ago. And then they said it again like five years ago. And Have you heard this thing about the chocolate situation? I, I it, vaguely. I, think, I, I, feel I don't. Like it's I don't have up. a laptop with Bloomberg in front of me, but I, I heard this <laughs> situation as well. Well, you need to bring your laptop over so okay. we can, uh, so we can Bloomberg uh-huh. it up. I got you. Okay, so here you go. Here's one that says the the French fries are doing just fine after a week harvest from many potato farmers, in the United States and Canada. Um, blah blah blah. So crisis and, is over. Well, the crisis, potato and, crisis of 2020 well, is over already. I, I can't read the rest because the New York Times puts a paywall up, so I can't <sighs> get in there. Um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna go with my original. Uh, there's a potato shortage. Okay. I mean, there is. There the yields are small. Now, would you say buy potato farm stock or sell your potato farm stock? Because I know I had this guy, this regular up in Seattle, many Mark something or other, many years ago mm-hmm. at the uh, La Vita Bella, mm-hmm. and he would come like every week, and he would say stuff like, "Yeah, you know, uh, was it um, olive oil dropped a nickel." So I had to sell one of my boats. Not doing too well today, Walter. And like that was his conversation. Like, hey, how you doing today, Mark? He's like, ah, you know, I've been better. I'm like, well, what's going on? Like, trouble in paradise, trouble at home. He's like, yeah, I know. Olive oil dropped a nickel. I'm like, well, that's that's a hell of a thing. I don't really know what that means. Like, well, I had to sell one of my boats. I'm like, wow, that's, that's times are tough. It's a sad state, buddy. But um, when you own like millions of shares, and you know, a nickel is adds up. I would have to do a little more research and find out, you know, like what the weather pattern weather patterns were, what's happening, where most of the potatoes are, are being harvested. Um, shoot from the hip. No one's calling the hip. No one's calling you for financial advice. I'm just saying, like, what <laughs> what would you say? Buy or sell? Would you buy your stock or sell stock? I would. I would. TikTok, um, Johnny. People are asking TikTok. questions here. Well, I will be. I will be putting some. Uh, I will be buying some stock in TikTok next year yeah. if, if it goes. If it, if it goes public. Yeah. Are we waiting until next year? Initial IPO. Is, initial offering. Do they have like a date? That no, it goes public? All, the only thing I read was that it was like um, early next year, so maybe the mm. first quarter, January, February, March. Mm. Um, but I think I would say buy. I would say buy potatoes because I don't think the potato shortage is going to last, mm-hmm. and this would be a good time to get into it because it's going to um, drop. Because it's going to drop. So I would I would buy some potatoes and then I think I think it's gonna come back I think that you know we're gonna potatoes see, are bouncing back um, potatoes will be bouncing ba- bouncing back <laughs> so because of this potato shortage <laughs> and because of your culinary expertise <laughs> I thought we I wanted to play a little game Okey-doke. called you say potato I say potato okay. and what I have are um, some potato uh, types of potatoes and some diff- other types of uh, vegetables and fruits. Okay. And I'm gonna say them. <laughs> okay. And then uh, you know, and then you you say whether it's potato or not. Okay. Right. So you're okay. just gonna go through, and um, and you tell me if it's a potato or. Okay. I'll play this game with you if you yes. find me one person that says potato. <laughs> How's that? You guys, please, potato. <laughs> if there's a potato person out there, I would like to know. I mean, there must be some dialect. It came from somewhere, or if it was just written. I think for... it was just a song. What about tomato? People say tomato. Like if they're potato, you think potato. it's British? Like basil, potato? basil yeah. and basil. It's like basil. It's like aluminium. Aluminium. <laughs> I do prefer the word aluminium to aluminum. It oh, sounds way cooler. If you're gonna be talking about aluminum, they just yeah. Aluminium. I mean, what conversations are you really having about aluminum? For one, <laughs> two. Why couldn't you say yes? The aluminium. Aluminium. What aluminium about shortage. An advertisement. Advertisement. Yes. Potato? I don't know. Okay, so, we'll play your right. game. You ready? <clears throat> the potato game. All right. Yukon Gold. That is a potato. <laughs> Remarka. Uh, that is not a potato. Ooh. That is a potato? That's a potato. Remarka. We All right. Buzz that How again. About... We didn't hear it. <laughs> That's the buzzer, yeah. Danvers. Potato. It's a carrot. Oh. Caracara. That is not a potato. It's an orange. Um, St. Edmund's Pippin. Potato. You are correct. Cares Pink. Get your hand away from the buzzer. What is this? Really? Um, I'm going to go with yes, potato. You are correct. Duke of York. Potato. Pink Pearl. Potato. What? Apple. Oh, I've had pearl potatoes. No? Uh, Purple Top. That's a carrot. It is a turnip, but it is not a potato. You are correct. Um, scarlet. Potato. 
Uh, that is a turnip. God damn it. Uh, Arkansas, turnips. Arkansas black. Potato. Oh, that's uh, an apple. Gunda. Oh, I heard about the black apples. Have you heard? This, yeah, they're they're, they're, pretty, they're interesting. They're they're. Are they good? Have you tried one? I did try one the other day because I saw. I was it. just reading about them. Where did you see it? They have I saw them at the it at Oliver's Market in Cotati. Yeah. Um, well, pick one up next time. What are you doing? I, did. I should bring another one for you. Um. How dare you? They mm. were a little bit. They weren't as crisp as I like them. It but. seems like it would be kind of a soft. Like it looked like it looks mm-hmm. from the picture like a like a overripe red delicious yeah, kind of that's thing. That's exactly. Yeah. It wasn't bad. Yeah. We'll do some apples next time. Gunda. Gunda potato. You are correct. Er, Egremont, Egremont russet. It's a russet. It's a potato. I am sorry. That's an apple. Russet makes apples too. Yes, so. That's not fair. Northern spy. That sounds like a potato. I'm ah. sorry. That's an apple. <laughs> Vitalote. Vitalote. It doesn't sound like a potato, but it's a potato, isn't it? You are correct. Laura. Not a potato. Oh, I'm sorry. It is a potato. Opera dozer. <laughs> are these really? Done. Yes. <laughs> okay. Uh, that's a potato. You are correct. And King Edward. Potato. You are correct. And you win the game. You weren't keeping track? You didn't put them in different stacks? No. Yeah. You won. I didn't win. I got so many wrong. <laughs> Let me see these. <laughs> you won you the game. gold. You just throwing me a bone there. That was sweet of you. Well, that was just a, we had a that was potato potato. Was Danvers? Did I get that one right? No. No. Caracara. Yes. Right. <laughs> That's an orange. But That's I why I guess got, that was you, you got it right. Right. Walters needs to uh, needs to sort through and get his score. He's yeah. Well, you know what? Whoever was paying attention out there, you write in the score. You let you, you let me know. Listen in. It's listen. all right there. Yeah, I'm not listening to this. I can't. You know, I can't listen to myself talk. It's, um, I'm so nasally. No, you you sound great. You you have a beautiful voice. No. It is rich, full of flavor. But yeah, potato wow. shortage, Walter. I don't you believe know, it's, it's you don't not believe a, it. it's not a thing. You don't believe it. Um. I do want to. Um, I know you have to go soon. Do I? Um, I do. I oh, forgot my watch. Damn it. So here's some exciting news. Hmm. Um, You're gonna have to tell me next time because I gotta. <laughs> the bitchy waiter. <laughs> oh yeah. So this is awesome, you guys. Uh, I don't know if you follow the bitchy waiter on he's hilarious. Instagram, on Facebook. And he has a right blog, and he's right stuff. about everything. I mean, everything. That uh, I haven't seen. read his book yet. I'm gonna read okay. it before the thing. So he also wrote a book. Um, the bitchy waiter and he's going to be on the podcast is that what it's with called? us uh-huh okay mm-hmm. yeah he's gonna guest up here mm-hmm. he's gonna he's gonna come in and talk to us so or call in he's not coming here i, I don't know no he's not he lives in new york city but we are going to uh is that have a good him... bitchy waiter would yeah <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah he is going to be on we're going to record the podcast in january so it'll be in like late january that we will have the um that's awesome. That's so, some good news. That'll be fun. If you, uh, his name is Darren Cardoza, and he started a blog back in two thousand eight, and he's written a book, and he does um, one of my favorite things on Instagram. He does his, um, his like dear bitchy waiter, and so people ask mm. him like, "Hey, what's up with right. this?" Or what I thought you were going to talk about his shift. I like his shift meal things. Or the shift drink he, comedy. No, or his shift his shift oh, meals. He posts, posts his shift like it's like there'll just be a picture of his plate of whatever his shift meal was that day. Oftentimes it's some sad <laughs> pasta and like some iceberg Sometimes lettuce. it actually looks pretty good. I I don't know. I uh-huh. kind of wanted to do it too, just because you should. My cafeteria is awful. Like someday, like, will you? You want me to? I would love for you. to I post. think I have some. Well, no. Oh. I, I, if you would just post them up on the Instagram, on the gluten Instagram. Oh, I guess I could do that. Just while yeah. you're there, like, well, I just don't want. I don't want Bitchy Waiter to think that I'm stealing his bit, his little shtick. I mean, that's that's hacky. You know, is it hacky? I don't know. I think so. Well, I mean, do what you want. Maybe I'll just share it to him. Can yeah, I tag I mean, him I in think it? I'll can... put it on mine. I'll put it on the the gluten, the gluten. Is not problem, but I'll tag, tag him. him. Like. Maybe we can compare and contrast our horrible exactly. lunches, our, our, our horrible dinners. <laughs> Absolutely. So he's going to be on the podcast next next month. If there is any other uh, fascinating food-related folks, uh, alliteration, food folks and fun. that you uh, you guys out there think we should have on, please send them our way. Um, 
so yeah, and go check out thebituator.com. Go buy his book. Um, I'm listening to it right now, and it's fucking hilarious. And and he's right. And so I wanted to talk about a couple of things that... Do I have time? Do I you, have to leave soon? Do you have time? What time is it? I think you've got time. Do I have a little bit of time? So yeah, thebituator.com. I'm really excited, and this is not... Uh, this is this not is what drill? they call, well this is not a drill this is what they call a get <laughs> a get so okay. I heard from him today um, that's cool so here's a couple of things I, I wanted to ask you um, when somebody when you've put the order in at mm-hmm. the table at the bar whatever and maybe you didn't maybe you didn't fire the second course right on time maybe the kitchen's backed up there's any number of things that can go wrong mm-hmm. in that a can lot make of moving you, parts. That can make you wait for your food. Sure. And somebody says, um, I'm sorry, but is our dinner coming? What? What do you say? Uh, yeah, because what I want to say is, you know, or when is our dinner going to be here? It's like, if it was ready, or I think it was somebody asked me if my dinner was ready. And I mm-hmm. said, if it was ready. You'd be eating it. You'd be eating it. Right. It's not ready. And so I feel like. You said that to a guest? I did not. <laughs> I was just going to say, like, it's <laughs> ballsy. It's... <laughs> But all right. <laughs> no, that's that's where the manager gets involved. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Um, but what, I mean, like, I don't know what, because I think the question is, or what they want is to be reassured. Well, I feel like well, one thing, is, it's probably happened to everybody. Mm-hmm. And maybe, and I'm just throwing this out there, that there's a, a slight chance that maybe this has happened to this person before, if not recently, or maybe even more than once. Maybe they're from somewhere that this happens to them a lot. Mm-hmm. And so they just feel like they need to check in. But sometimes, you know, your food, and this happens to me as a server, I'll come up and like half my order's ready. I'm like, where's the burger? And they're like, oh, it just walked. And somebody took it to a different table. They took the wrong burger. Mm-hmm. So as a, you know, it's like you come out and you're like, I'm terribly sorry. Something happened to your burger. They're refiring right now. It's just going to be an extra minute. But like if nobody comes to you with that information and you end up waiting for a while because somebody took your food mm-hmm. or a food runner or a, the new guy took your food to another table and then that jerk started eating it because hor- people are horrible. You know, you it's like you put the waiter puts down food in front of you and you just start eating. It's like and then you go back up later. And say, Sir, you didn't order this hamburger. And they're like, nope, I didn't order a burger. And they're like, why are you eating the hamburger? I mean, it's not like you can take it off. Once it touches the table, it's for, you can't take it to another person. I mean, it's... it's not not if they're in the same room, but... Uh, <laughs> I mean, I would just... No, it's... No, if it touches the table, if it hasn't been eaten, are you saying that's when the contamination begins? Well, is when it's because you, if, if, if it's standing over them, I mean, they're coughing. You, you can't see it, right? Have you ever been to a play? Like a, a live theater show? Yeah, I'm not. Right. I'm well, not I, a fucking I rube. <laughs> well, when you sit, like, if you sit, like, down in the front, you mm-hmm. can see as the waiters are speaking, the spit flying out of their mouths, and that's just speaking. Like, it's happening yeah, right now. You just can't see it. Right. But we are producing lots of saliva that's coming out of our mouths all a the time. Or... Yeah, like it's gross. Okay. So yeah, I consider once the food is anywhere near another person, it's contaminated. That's disgusting, and I wouldn't. I wouldn't eat it. I won't like one of the one of the servers I was working with the other day, like. I guess these two guys were kind of cute, and but they didn't finish their wings, and so she was in the back like eating wings off, the ta- off you know that she'd pulled off a table. I'm just like, wow, man, like I, I can't eat food off. They were kind of cute. Well, they, like the boys, yeah. So that was like, that was the yeah. There was some kind of okayness about it for her. Like it was like, oh. so like she we... would have dated him, she would have kissed him. It's so like, it's... oh, I would have put his tongue in my mouth. So why not his wings? So if he was ugly, then you wouldn't eat his wings. I guess yeah. I am amazed, and. I'm trying to remember. I'm just amazed at how often people eat off of old food plates and and stuff that's been boxed up. That's terrifying. I'm trying to remember if there was a time. There must have been a time when I did it. I can't say that I've been completely innocent. I have never. One of my first jobs, I was, what, 16, 15, something, Mm -hmm. washing dishes at the old folks' home, Mm -hmm. the one down in Eugene. Mm -hmm. And they would bring down these these towers you know of all the trays of all the old people's food and we would load it like i was a dishwasher with this other kid it was a two-man team where we bring in this huge time I mean, there's hundreds of these trays of plates of food and shit and this kid would be like finishing their food and it would make me gag like it was just like i mean have you ever watched old people eat i mean i'm sorry it's it's just a terrible thing to say i mean i loved my grandparents we go to the nursing home and see them mm-hmm. and you know you're watching them eat and their mouths don't work properly and it's not their fault but you know it's a bit of a mess it's not attractive no and 
just that was what I was picturing in my head of like watching my my grandparents eat or like watching the other old people at the old folks home eat and then watching this kid finish their did he get a fresh fork or just use theirs I don't even know <laughs> I, I hope he got a fresh fork can we just assume he got a fresh fork let's just pretend he got a fresh fork I hadn't even considered that let's just say he got a fresh fork John I'm gonna throw up right now oh god so I think I think it's pretty awful, but I I am I am high, I know a lot of people who they'll be, people who are eating <laughs> off of plates on the way no. to the dishwasher uh, like uh, through uh, the dining room. Uh, just... uh, <laughs> well, like that one guy who was missing fingers. What was his name? I don't he got know. fired for doing it. Yeah, he was a dishwasher that they they promoted him to busboy, and then he would stand in the alcove where everyone could see him in the dining room. And he would just like eat off their plates. <laughs> mm. Hey man, it's tough out there. Not if you're in the industry. Like, there's usually food around. You right. know, like, there's enough mistakes and stuff that if you're really hungry, you can get your hands on a plate of fries. You know, like, I don't. I can't think of any restaurant I've ever worked at where people weren't fe- being fed. There's always food around. There's so much waste. Yeah. There's a family meal. There's a that would, employee I, that would be meal. Something there's... I wish that we could get somehow, like, get something where it's like go to the restaurants and there's just stuff being thrown away that could be donated or. Well, remember what I did at the Sazerac that yeah. one time when the, the mm-hmm. chef, oh, what a fucking dick that guy was. There was nothing wrong with that gumbo. Mm-hmm. He wanted me to watch. He had this big steam jacket. We were making the gumbo. Uh, it was gumbo base. So it wasn't like all the actual stuff, but it was like all the, the liquid parts. The, you know, they started with the stock bones and all this stuff. And it was thick, rich, beautiful gumbo base. And he went to go smoke a cigarette. And I was watching it. Was, watching it like it was a steam jacket it's just sitting there like what am i supposed to do like i stirred it a couple times and i was doing my job and he came back put his finger in it tasted he's like it's burned you burned this and it was like a giant steam jacket this thing is like huge i can't even like a timpani drum size like i don't know how many gallons that is but these things are monstrous and he was like throw it all away and i was like you want me to throw away like 200 gallons of gumbo base right now like this is good food like, it's not burned. You're crazy. He said, it's burned. It's got to go. we got to start over. And he didn't give a shit. We were working in it. It was like this huge hotel, and it was a nice restaurant. And that's when I called you and was mm-hmm. like, hey, can you get a hold of some churches or charities? Like, call your mom down at the temple and see if we can get this. And I started pouring it into those five-gallon things. And I was like, well, I'm going to bring these back, but we're donating these to the church. And I had them all stacked up, and you got your mom involved. You got, got the, you, you, you call, She called the somebody. temple, yeah. and the temple was going to take it the soup kitchen and they were going to have it and then you came to pick it up and I went back online and was finishing my shift and that son of a bitch went and threw it all away behind my back like just dumped it down the sink like what is that that spite that that horror of a human being you know spite anger (sighs) resentment it didn't hurt him there was nothing I know there was nothing wrong with it I just think I feel like there should be something where we could get food that's been made in a proper kitchen you know i mean i know that i understand that there are health issues sometimes yeah, and stuff that are well basically people... that's it is like it's a it's it's the litigious nature of this goddamn fucking country if oh if i get sick i'm gonna sue you okay i'm gonna take you to court so thank you for the free sandwich but i'm gonna sue you if there's a single thing wrong with it and that's where we're at it's like great so now everyone's gonna go hungry hmm yeah. So that's it. We don't get to do. We don't, we don't get, get to, to do, do nice things. Everyone's ruined it. You hear that, America? You've ruined it. America ruined itself. So, so then, what do I say to the person who asked me if my dinner is, if their dinner is ready? Go circling back. Um, let me go check on that for you, yeah. and then just go do something else. You don't need. You don't even, <laughs> I don't even go check in real time. Like, well, no, because there's nothing to say. Right. Uh, uh, chef, how? Uh, uh, that burger's still cooking over there. Yep. Oh. Kidoki. Yeah. It's all like I guess I just wasted an entire trip back and forth just to find out that you're still back here cooking. Nobody's taking a nap back here. Okay, good. You guys still cooking the food? Great. I'm gonna yeah. go back to bartending. Sometimes I'll just go walk, stand on the line for a minute, look around, see that everything's you eat know, a French fry. Eat a French fry. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I used to be on the bacon program there at the at the place, which is oh, a bad man. program to be on. They I took it away. They they switched us to. Um, What's that shitty Italian version of bacon? Pancetta? pancetta? No, 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 no. Pancetta's good. Prosciutto? No. No, I like prosciutto. I think it's pancetta. Pancetta. Ugh. 
So it, the bacon program was they just had this big hotel pan full of bacon under the heat lamp that right would sit there. there. Mm. And so nobody good. really cared if you walked online and like had a, had a piece of bacon. Yeah, because they'd chuck it at the end of the night anyway. They right. just cooked it all up so you could have it on, um, the, on the burgers if you needed it. But yeah, They threw away more bacon than we could eat. Um, yes, they did. But that bacon program is over. It's now a pancetta. Are you still? It, it was pancetta for a while, and then they just got rid of it altogether. Mm-hmm. It's just, yeah. okay. Um, one other thing about restaurant work that I want to talk to you about is. Um, you want to save it for next week? No, I think. Well, I want to finish this. I want to finish up. Oh, you have a little list there. I do have a little list. Um, you know, ABC. Are you familiar with that? Did Already been chewed. <laughs> you want some ABC gum? You no. Know. Already been chewed. No. Always be closing. Oh yes, always be closing. Whatever. Do you know what that means? Or you you're familiar with that well, term, right? Yeah, well I mean it doesn't mean what you know, in the the movie um was it the Glengarry Glen Ross? Is that what it was? Mm-hmm. Oh, I thought it was the other one. I don't know. What other one? The one with um Martin um Sheen. Oh no, his dad. Wall Street? Yeah, Wall Street. I thought it was from Wall Street. No. It's not from That's Wall Street. um that was also that was um Martin Sheen wasn't in that. That was you're thinking of um Michael Douglas. Michael Douglas. I always in Wall Street. Yeah. So no. Uh, I'm really glad that we have this. <laughs> you can always pick up on my whatever the hell I'm talking about. It's great. So it's, uh, anyway, but in my world, always be closing means as a you know the opening bartender. As soon as I get there, I'm already shutting that bastard mm-hmm. down. Is there is there paperwork I can have ready? Mm-hmm. Is there clean um, it? Start cleaning things. Breaking down that ice well. Yeah. Anything that you wiping can do. your bottles down. And I found this to be extraordinarily helpful is yeah. like always be in the process of cleaning. And I had an issue the other night where, um, and I didn't tell anyone that I was not using certain things. I was going the long way around because it wasn't that busy. Mm-hmm. So there's certain systems about where to put dirty glasses and dirty sure. dishes. I was circumventing those systems and going the long way because it wasn't going to be that many trips. I wasn't going to be that busy. So it would save me a bunch of side work. Right. I didn't say anything about this to anybody because I don't, I don't, I'm not going to have that conversation about right. my own little weird system. And so somebody's helping me bust a table and what did they do? They, they just, dirty up the whole area that I was keeping saving. pristine. So yeah. I wouldn't so, have to clean it later. Yeah. But I think that there's, um, you know, it's important to start your side work early. Is you everything wearing, all right? You're wearing a hat earlier today. No, why is my hair? You got some weird hair. It's still yeah. the very tippy, like up in the back, great up here. I think it's just kind of floofy in the top. I don't know. It's fine. Know. You got it. It's fine now. Um, it just kind of weirded me out. You're oh, good. Okay. Sorry. Thank you. Go on. Nothing. Distracted easily. Just that I think that there's too many. I've worked in too many places where people are spending way too much fucking time at the end of the night cleaning up and doing their side work, and mm-hmm. I'm like, why hasn't this shit been done? Yeah. Like we start folding napkins at the beginning and during and during when yeah. there's nothing going on. Yeah. You should be folding a napkin. Yeah. Like I don't want to stay I don't want to sit around with, with, with these people any longer. They're nice people. Sure. But yeah. I don't want to sit around folding napkins yeah. until we'll hang out after work. We'll go get a beer or something. <laughs> exactly. yeah, if we, if we really want to hang out more. <laughs> we yeah. really, but mostly everyone just beelines it to their cars to go home. Yeah. Um oh and this so this was oh yeah, we do have a couple more things to talk do about. Do I mean like again, are we how are we on time? We uh, just have we're, this... we're we're just rolling. Are you concerned about time? Well <laughs> are we up into forty two minutes? How about that? Are we just going to do a full version. hour? Is... We might. So, um, can you talk to me? It's been raining a lot lately. Okay. And, uh, <laughs> what do you want me to can fix? You... <laughs> <laughs> can you... What? No, I wanted to talk to you about the New Yorker. Oh, the that? New Yorker. Yeah. <laughs> oh, bitchy waiter. Um, um, yeah, the New Yorker. So, what is the New Yorker? I don't even and, remember and why how? the fuck we talked about the New Yorker. So, there's the classic, the classic long, medium-sized black umbrella. Mm-hmm. Not the little compact ones that are usually blue or red or whatever, and they pop open. Yeah, no. The New Yorker is like... It's just, how do you explain? It's like, you know, they're the same, the normal average long length. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like to have like a metal uh, stainless steel tip, and then the hook handle, mm-hmm. you know? Um I would say a, like a black leather or a pleather, you know, something mm-hmm. that's, um, you know, water resistant, slip mm-hmm. resistant, um, but again, classically black. I always envisioned it to have, um, like when you open it, to have the, like the spines where they kind of curve a little bit, you know, mm-hmm. so there's a little bit of that, that, oh, that yeah. webbing kind of quality, like a webbed mm-hmm. hand kind of quality to it. Um, but yeah, it was like, it was just an idea of just having a classic man's umbrella, like a, just a, a classical... And we dubbed it the New Yorker. We called it the New Yorker, and it would also be available in yellow for spring. Only for, for spring. For spring right? rain, that's right. 
I was just thinking about that because it was raining the other night and I didn't have an I umbrella. I forgot about them. the New Yorker. The New Yorker. Right. So it's always, I don't know. I don't know why. But speaking of water, mm-hmm. um, yeah, so you had Layla this thing, they, Layla, Layla gave you the, a bottle the, of water. Like, yeah, but it's like this little cardboard box water. It looks like, uh, I thought it was coconut water at first. Right. Like one of those little, but it's just regular, it's like just regular water. How does it taste? I haven't opened it yet. I'm just cracking it open right now. You, you can see the, it look? Well, I can see the bottom of the container, which is, it's not mm-hmm. coconut water. I've never actually looked in one of these before. I'm nervous. There's only one way to. Um, but full circle, because I, I spoke just very briefly about um, the Martian mm-hmm. and his potato situation, mm-hmm. because we we were discussing this container and how its recyclability or its uh, compostability. Mm-hmm. Both. Compost, recycle. Right. Biodegradable. Rather than a plastic bottle. Right. And because you were saying, because the plastic ones are going to basically be in the landfills forever. Mm-hmm. And I took a brief umbrage. I wanted to save my conversation for the show. Yes. Because I remember very specifically in school as a child, they were talking about the spacesuits, the original spacesuits that like uh, Neil Armstrong was wearing, you know, in the 60s or, you know, 50s, whatever he, he went up there. It was like 69 or 68 or 62. Mm-hmm. I don't know. History is terrible. <laughs> a terrible subject for me. Anyway, um, it's about that time. But so the spacesuits are now they're vacuum sealed. They're sealed up. They're in a museum here on Earth, and they're they're decomposing. All the rubbers and plastics that they're using mm-hmm. are breaking down. So not that much time has gone by, and we're trying to preserve them, and they're breaking down. So I don't think those plastics are the same plastics that are being made for your Evian water bottle today. That's fair. Why not? Probably cost. You think that rubber that's breaking down is more expensive than... I certainly fucking hope so. It has to go to space and back. (laughs) Right, but it's breaking down. So if we have better plastics now... Yes. What is your... Well, I'm just saying like... You're saying why it doesn't... You're you're saying that those plastic bottles... If it was good enough to get Arnold safe on the moon... Arnold? (laughs) Neil Armstrong? Neil Armstrong, thank you. Uh, this is what happens when you wake me up this early, John. This is a morning show, by the way, yeah. everybody. This is not our normal nighttime. Usually we record these at like 7 or 8 at night. Uh-huh. And it's now like, what, 10 in the morning? 11 in the morning? It might as well be for you. Yes, I had to get him up at the crack of noon. Um, so yeah, once we get Arnold to space... So what you're saying is the plastic bottles will biodegrade in 30 years. Well, I just don't understand why they wouldn't. I don't have the answers. I don't think they will. I think I think we're making them at a much higher rate, and there's more and more and more of them. There's too many of them. I think that it's an issue of volume. You want to taste it? It kind of tastes like coconut water almost. Well, that's not right. That's... If it's just water, it shouldn't be. It says spring water. It's from, maybe it's from last spring. There is, <laughs> there is a little hint of sweetness to there's it. That's odd. something to it, right? I guess maybe it's spring versus distilled or something. Sustainably sourced water in a plant-based carton. Oh, plant-based. There you go. 100% spring water in a plant-based... So that's it's getting the, the sweetness from the plants. The sugar in the plants. Maybe. It is the cellulose in <laughs> the leaves that were made to use to make the box. Um, Scientists, we are not, Jonathan. <laughs> far from it. Uh, and on our final note today, oh. um, we wanted to talk about the squirrels. Okay, the squirrels. What so I was driving mm-hmm. to come oh, grab right. you, and I I didn't hit the squirrel. I did no. the other day. I almost hit one because it jutted out because they're the, terrifyingly the brave. Yeah, but I I took I kind of took it easy and it went away. It turned off, went up this mm-hmm. tree or whatever. But we were driving up and they were still playing in the street. And yeah, you were saying that they are well. They're not afraid of us. It was like the pigeon. Did we tell that story? We talked about the birds not yeah, here. Yeah, be afraid. So, yeah, they're brazen, and they're not afraid of us. And the other day, there was a, you know one of the big rainstorms. Mm-hmm. I'm sitting in my room, and I'm watching a movie. Can you hear anything through this? Can you hear that? Yeah. Can they hear that? Yeah, they can hear that. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm sitting there in my room, and that's the sound that I hear coming from the corner in my, my closet in my house. And I'm like, what the fuck? And I turn on the lights. I grab my sword and my flashlight. And I'm terrified. And I'm looking around. There's no <laughs> holes, right? Nothing has made through, made its way through. But it's I can hear them mm-hmm. underneath the floor. Like, they're trying to scrape through. I'm like, how long is it going to... Like, it actually kind of felt, sounded like they were inside the wall. 
already. And so now it's just this much particle board or a, or a drywall that they have to chew through. How, how long does it take for a rat or a skunk or a possum? I don't know what the critter was. Obviously, he's trying to get away from the rain. It's like flooding everywhere. Mm-hmm. But he's going to burrow his way up through the floor and get me. So I call my landlady. Well, I, I texted her. I was like, I don't want to alarm you, but I'm terrified right now. There's a creature trying to claw its way through the wall. I don't see any damage to the inside here, um, but I don't know how long, if I'm going to make it through the night. And she tell you to go back to sleep? <laughs> basically, she was like, there was an issue. I guess there were some skunks or some possums. There was like something, and she called a guy a few weeks ago, and he laid out some traps at the unit next to mine. I live in these little mm-hmm. cottages, so mm-hmm. each, we each have our, our each unit is like a little house. And so at the house next door to mine, they laid out some traps. Nothing was ever found. They think that little guy moved on. He's probably hiding out under my house, and he's probably just trying to get away from the rain. And by this point, I've, I'm calmed down a little bit. But it occurred to me, and I wrote like this whole long apology to her about how um, embarrassing it is to be this. I'm, I mean, me to a possum, I am a giant, scary, powerful caveman. Mm-hmm. You know, with millions of years of evolution, I could make fire right now with my shoes. You know, mm-hmm. I could go out and I could make this happen. You know, my opposable thumbs and how advanced I am. And how I was turned into an eight-year-old boy afraid of his closet <laughs> at the fucking mere sound of a scratch. You know, the scratching sound. I'd be just, like, mm-hmm. terrified. That's it. So, I was just going to tell you that story okay. about how scared I was and how I so, embarrassed myself so, to my landlady. So what were you planning on doing with the flashlight and the sword? Just like, I don't know. Surviving. Swinging wildly in the dark? <laughs> Poking and, and swinging, yes. Yes, pretty much, Yes. <laughs> So um, I've only ever killed the one little critter, and that was terrible. That was sad. Well, if it was clawing its way through your wall, I don't think you would hesitate. I don't know. Like if a little face came out. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I was thinking like if I just like ran and like shut my shut him in to the room, and I would just sleep in the living room that night, sleep on top of the table, give him the room for the night. I don't know. I mean, I don't know what I would do. Would I have the courage to murder a small muskrat creature? Thing? Or would you just have a new roommate? Or yeah, or I couldn't be in there with him. You would move out. I, I, yes, I would. <laughs> I, he would win. Yes. Or would you sleep outside? Well, that's what I'm saying. Is I think I would just get on top of the kitchen table and yeah, try and get out of there with my blanket. I listen. The squirrels running on the roof all the time. I hear them. Do they? You hope yeah. they're squirrels. Well, yeah, they they jump from the trees over there, okay. and I hear them chuckling, you know, little trick, 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 or whatever they do. It's yeah, it's like it's loud. It's like a chuckle, but hmm. <laughs> be careful out there. Careful out there, everyone. Keep your swords sharp. It's John. There we go. It's John. Thank you for listening to Gluten Is Not Your Problem. Send your ideas, comments, and questions to glutenisnotyourproblem at gmail.com. We'll see you next time. Oh,